Okay, welcome to Broken Silicon, a PC hardware and gaming podcast by Moore's Laws Dead. I am Tom of Moore's Laws Dead, and this is episode two, digesting Navi's high prices with the good old gamer. And we'll get to that conversation in a second, and I'm very excited I was able to talk to him so quickly after just the flurry of videos we all got out there. But first, let's set the stage a little bit. AMD came out, and... They announced Navi, and if you ask me, it's actually stronger than I kind of expected based on some of the more negative rumors in the past months. But its power usage is higher. But also its power usage seems to scale with performance better than Polaris or certainly Vega did. So it's really a mixed bag in terms of what the overall product itself is. So let's just leave that out because most of the discussion has just been on the price. And it really blindsided a few people. I mean, I made a video, you know, talking about Navi at $500, how that would happen, why that would happen, I think a couple weeks ago already. And, you know, I've been kind of trying to prepare everyone for this. Uh, I I tried to be optimistic about maybe the price being lower, but just the closer we got to that conference, the closer we got, more and more I was realizing, you know, I do think AMD is going to charge more than most expect, and I think there's going to be some backlash. But we'll just have to see what the outcome of that backlash is, and that will be the overall theme of this episode and my discussion with uh, Chris over at Good Old Gamer, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Before that, I'll answer one reader mail question, which you can write in on the Discord if you are a Patreon member. Um, and this one comes from Bootman, as usual. I like uh, I like you for filling the mailbox, Bootman. You do that for me. At E3, AMD did their thing. No more cheap chips. In my opinion, AMD priced the 5700 Dakir Polaris in Vegas stock. At Computex, Intel was heavy on laptops as they have no options, and even that was weak at best. NVIDIA also did nothing, as they don't have to. Software is the next thing, I guess? Getting software to work better with hardware? Three years ago, we had four cores at top. Now it is 16 to 32. Is it software that needs to keep up now? Well, technically, it seems like you asked one question, but really you asked two, or you made a few statements. So let's unpack that first. I don't know that AMD just priced them high to clear stock. I think AMD priced it to keep in line with where NVIDIA is, and I think in many ways it was a power statement. This was AMD clearly stating, no, no, it's not happening anymore. We price our products competitively. That means we will always try to have better price performance, but we're not budget, all right? The 5700 XT beats the the 2070 while having features we think you'll like, exclusive features, and it's priced a little cheaper. But it is a premium product, in our opinion. And, well, it's cheaper than the 2070. It's sure shit more money than the 2060. But it has more RAM. And I'm not sure how long this will last. I've said in my videos that I hope it doesn't last. I hope AMD doesn't get overly cocky. I hope this is AMD making a point, calming down a little bit, but trying to maintain themselves as no longer a budget brand moving forward. However, I will say if this is the start, you know, if this is the first step and the next step is above this, yeah, I'll start I'll start saying don't buy PC parts though, and I think that's the answer. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not I think that's what it was about, Mikel. That 
it wasn't just about clearing stock, although certainly that is a real thing people need to keep in mind, right? They really do need to get rid of those Vega cards that are at $300, and I think they will. But I also think they'll bring down the prices after that. And I also think NVIDIA will, too. NVIDIA didn't um, do too well with Turing, guys. I know everyone thinks they don't need to lower prices, but they do. Uh, they can't afford to not... At this point, it's about sustainability. NVIDIA was fine with having 60% of the market 10 years ago, right? But that's when their share price was what? 10 to $25? It's 10 times that now, or I think now it's five times that because it's starting to come back down to earth. But at that price level, they're near Tesla stock prices. They're near, I mean, this is up there, guys. And with this type of valuation, they can't afford to lose pretty much any more ground. They don't really need to capture more ground. Revenue matters more at this point, right, than getting more market share. But they need to hold 70%. And so do expect a big response. And expect AMD to follow suit. But AMD doesn't want to be the first one to be seen as budget. They want people to see NVIDIA as lowering their prices because of what they did. So that answers that part of your question. And the second part is, is software need to catch up now? You know, uh, software does need to catch up. I think we're overlooking, and this goes for both Navi and... Uh, the cores. I, I think Navi has a 25% IPC increase now, but it's going to get higher than that, just like GCN 1.0 did. Again, the 7970 guys only beat the 580 by like 25%. And now it's at like, I mean, it's stronger than the, the 780, two generations newer 80 series. I don't know that it'll be that drastic with our DNA, but I do think it's going to age very well. And software needs to catch up to its new instruction sets, and it also needs to catch up to cores. But you know what? We'll get there. Um, the processors aren't as far behind as people think. You already see games like The Division tying load time to how many cores you have, where you literally see, and I see it on my 8-thread CPU, the... 100% use utilization when it's loading, and it loads faster than other games. And I've heard other people can load twice as fast with 12 cores. So it, it's there, right? It has a little more catching up to do, but it's going to happen faster than everyone expects. You already see Threadripper winning in a few games. A few games, Threadripper is the best gaming processor. They're mostly RTS games. Now, I know what you're thinking. A few games is like, what, 3 out of 50? Yeah, but... Ten years ago, it would have been laughable to think any six core would have beat any twelve. I mean, any quad core at any game. That just wouldn't have happened. And now it's it is actually happening. And these consoles are going to accelerate it in a few years. Eight threads will be the minimum, like four cores are now. Although I would argue four if four cores better have hyper threading. Honestly, I don't even know if four threads is enough. Um, you're going to see eight threads be the minimum, and, and then you're also going to see twelve threads be the standard. But there will be very tangible performance benefits from having 16. And I think it'll scale all the way up to 20 threads is uh, where it will. Which means 16 cores will still utilize it well, right? If they can use 20 threads well, having 16 full cores will be better than not. Okay, well, that's the intro question. Kind of setting things up. And now let's just get into it. My conversation with Good Old Gamer about Navi and kind of just reflecting on 
how the market's changed and kind of coming to terms with just accepting how what the new reality is. This is the new normal. Consider this the start of us talking. And for those who don't know, good old gamer had a saga where he just watched me for about two hours say I'm ready and that I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's what happens with the internet and communications nowadays. Whenever you need it to work, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny when you watch old science fiction videos like 2001, A Space Odyssey, it's like the, uh... They're on the moon and every and they can go to other planets and do all these incredible things with lasers, but their TVs look really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and we just focused on the TVs, which do work pretty well, if I had to be honest, but putting things on the TVs, not even that works all the time. Not so much. That's why we decided to go from live stream to a recording, just because... It's so much easier to fix that stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I guess I, on one other side note, any time someone says, and this is just recently, like I used to think AI was around the corner, but then it's like, I don't know, we can't even get a live stream to work. So if you're going to convince me that AI is around the corner, um, it'll get here, but I'm not putting any time stamps on anything at this point. Yeah, I don't see Terminators showing up unless they show up and they blue screen on you that'd be pretty hilarious well that's what they would do right now <laughs> right <laughs> well for us we're in luck so that's a good thing yeah so i i don't have any script i wrote i i i it's been a long day i one of those days where you don't get any sleep then wake up and have a long day of work then come back and decide nope i just gotta get a video out and then it was what, right? Really a 16-hour day with no sleep. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat. Of course, I was up real late last night. We got all that E3 news from AMD. Did a couple of videos. Went to work today. Same story. I wasn't planning on doing a video, but then Me Tom's neither. like, hey, <laughs> you want to do a video? I'm like, shit, yeah. So here we are. Yeah, and that's after just... I don't know. I mean, I got my analysis out, and I'm pretty proud of it, which we can discuss. I don't know if you saw that one, but we can discuss anything in that you want. But it's really just all of the 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 worry about pricing and what's happened to the market, which I kind of saw this conversation as reminiscing over when things didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, well, we could definitely go down that road. I mean, remember, uh, was it we were talking before? Remember there used to be GPUs that, like, 50 bucks every generation they were there crap were, they're yeah. usually like rehashed you know previous gen stuff but graphics cards used to start at like 40 50 dollars and yeah they were worthless but that that was the starting point and now we're looking at 400 dollars starting my, off now my brother dan uh had a <laughs> he had a gt it was a Dell OEM build. I don't remember what crappy graphics card. It had 32 CUDA cores, so it was pretty bad. And this was in the 6000, HD 6000 series, Fermi era. And I remember we found it couldn't run Fallout, which was looked like a PS2 game. 
at right. 540p above 20 frames. And we found the 6450 online, which is probably the first AMD graphics card we own. I remember that was $40, and it had a gigabyte of RAM in 10 or something. And that ran Fallout in 720p at medium settings. Like, and that was a thing. And then I was thinking, we were talking, I, I remember the 6670 was like 70 bucks. That was like 720p, 1050p, medium to high settings. Like, right. It, and that just doesn't exist anymore. The APUs do, and considering they come with a CPU, I guess it's the same price performance. But it's been a horrible downward slope in value. For, I mean, since then. Right. <laughs> It's just accelerating, and I think that's the big thing, is we're really feeling it now, and I think, at least for me, that's where most of my hope for Navi was. It wasn't so much on performance, I knew it was going to be mainstream, which is fine for me, but I was hoping that it would bring some sort of reasonable pricing back into the equation, even if it was only 20% less. And I made that argument with Paul, uh, not an Apple fan, Paul. I was like, if it's 20% less and greater than or equal to performance, I think that's fine. And that'll bring NVIDIA down, then AMD will go down, and that's the way it would work. That's not what's happening. No. And, and we I, just got to get over it. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And I remember my previous, I had like a day before E3, a analysis where I, for some reason I convinced myself it was going to be around 400 bucks. And I guess you could argue it is, I guess. But then... It, for the 5700 it is. Yeah, right before the conference I thought I shouldn't have said around 400. There's my gut just told me no, this is going to be more. And then he, you remember during the conference he let it slip the $500 price range. Oh yeah, that's when he started getting nervous. If you notice he was oh, he was pretty cool there for a little while. That happened and you could tell that he was just like, "Oh shit." And he was nervous up until the point that he released that price. And that's when I knew, yeah, once that slipped and how nervous he was, I was like, yep, it's going to be expensive. I bet that nervousness came from the mood in the room, which we can't feel. That's one thing I heard. I listened to a politics podcast, and this is completely off subject, but during the Republican convention, I heard a reporter on a podcast say, I know everyone thinks people booed. The boos were 10 times louder than any recording you could have imagined. And there's no way you could possibly imagine the actual mood of a room unless you're in it. Well, I, th I think he knew. I think he knew it was going to happen that way. And he was just dreading it because... He did get more ner nervous toward more and more nervous over time. He was probably waiting for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I thought it could be $500 though. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean it is for the 50th anniversary edition. So I guess it is $500 if you people want People are asking me if that's worth it. Uh as a collector's item, I'd say it probably is. Uh um, sure. you know, that's one of those things kind of like how you got the Radeon 7 50th anniversary because that's going to be worth a lot more money than the regular Radeon 7s, you know, 10 years down the road. Yeah, and I mean, uh, the re well, the reason I got that too is it's my favorite color. Like I'm, the, I make no bones about it. I admit it. It was my favorite color. <laughs> That's why I got it. 
Tom, spray paint's pretty cheap, my friend. It's pretty cheap. It's, no, but it's not that high-quality brushed steel you only get from the 50th anniversary edition. I mean, it's it's fair. It's fair. No, but, yeah, I mean, that's at least what I... And it, it's, like, the same price, actually, as the normal version. It was. They're coming down, though. Well, I mean, there's only so much that can come down, and, and that was one of the arguments a lot of people gave me is, you know, Radeon 7 did this. It's like people forgot that I bashed the shit out of Radeon 7. It's like, no, I called that out, too. Well, you're an NVIDIA shell now. No, I bashed the shit out of the RTX cards. It's like, these are all bad. Uh, but at least the Radeon 7, you could justify because of the one terabyte per second HBM, which is probably about 300 bucks by itself. So you can at least be like, it's stupid expensive to make and shouldn't even be a consumer product. So there's that. Yeah, it's like a Dodge Challenger. It's not really faster than a Camaro, but 700 horsepower, baby, come on. Right? <laughs> there are certain uses where that's fun. And I mean, I will say for rendering, and there's some types of like multitasking things I've noticed where like I can mine and render at the same time. And for some reason, the drop between both is almost nothing. <laughs> I mean, and that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. it's a multitasking machine. Yeah. But most yeah. people aren't buying it for that, <laughs> let's be honest. No, but, I mean, you might be able to play a lighter, more, or less demanding game while rendering. I can see yeah. a lot of people doing that. Yeah, you can. And 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 that is why, you know, like, uh, yeah, the Navi is different in that regard. It's, it's, it's not premium <laughs> anything. It's budget everything, and it's coming out at premium price. It's the same thing as the RTX lineup. So if you bash the RTX lineup, you can't like Navi. It's just that simple. If you're like, oh, if you like the RTX stuff and you're like, I don't care about price. This is new technology. Okay, I can see you getting excited about Navi because price to performance isn't your thing. I'm sorry, I didn't watch your video. I, I was meaning oh, okay. to, but I was eating dinner. Um, and I noticed the title and I was like, this, <laughs> I should probably watch this because that's what I talk about a lot. I don't, but yeah, if I you don't, can give me a little summary on that one. Sure. Yeah. So if, if you didn't notice from the thumbnail though, uh, my video was not shy in its opinion. I, cause it's kind of a bait and switch. What did, what did I call it? It's like Navi, um, Navi didn't kill price performance for GPUs. They never yeah, existed. Yeah, never existed. Yeah. And then I start by going through. I actually, well, frankly, I started reading comments in Paul's video. And it was comment after comment of people going, looks like I don't need to upgrade my GTX 1080. Looks like I don't need to upgrade from my 2070. And it's like, yeah, and because you bought those things, this is what we have, you morons. And this one guy literally said, I bought this in 2016. And I'm like, oh, so you bought it when it was $700. And you're complaining about Navi prices. That's right. like the first third of the video. And then I switched to it's never mattered. You can vote with your wallet. You can. There's multiple ways to vote, and one of them is with your wallet. And we voted. And I talked about this in my podcast with my brother recently, and he just started ranting. He goes, you know, you, they say vote with your wallet. We did. Please give us higher prices. Please. We voted year after year that we want higher prices that we don't care anymore. And so yep. the idea that price performance ever mattered, and it did for, like, us. 
But for most people, it didn't. It clearly didn't matter. People were either AMD fans or NVIDIA. They say, I want a $150 card, so I'm getting a 1050 Ti. Or they say, I want an AMD card, so I'm getting Vega 64. And at, at 500. And no one has ever actually cared about price performance. And there's proof. Look at market share. If people cared about price performance, AMD wouldn't have sold less with the 7000 series. They wouldn't have sold less with the 200 series. They wouldn't have sold less with the 300 series. They wouldn't have gained a minuscule market share with Polaris when it was like double the price performance. They like the evidence is all there. You voted. No one has ever cared about price performance. And I think it's time we all acknowledge this has never mattered. This has never mattered to anyone. Well, I would disagree with that. It doesn't matter in recent times that I can agree with because you're right. All of those examples, I pointed it out in many videos, AMD selling cards so much cheaper than their competition, faster and cheaper and still being outsold 10, 20, 30 to one. Yeah. It's not changing the narrative. And there's been many occasions like with the Radeon 7. I'm like, why don't you just charge $1,000 for this thing? Say it's not for I gaming. I thought they would. And make more money off of the damn thing. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't know if I was talking to you about it or I was talking to somebody or I don't know. I've been talking to a lot of people here lately. Uh, but the big thing is, is clearly what we're starting to see here is that the AMD fans, everybody's a fan. It's like in sports. You have your team. And the new enthusiast community, everybody has their team or teams. And they don't like being ripped off by any other team except for theirs. And when their team rips them off, they're okay with it. Suddenly, it's now okay to be ripped off because, well, it's my team. It's my team's yeah. okay. They need to make money. They need R&D. Why don't you just mail them a check and say, just use it for R&D? I mean, you can do like, the, do like the IRS does. You know, if you want to send more money to the IRS, you can do that. By the way, I have a Patreon account. If you just want to throw money away, you can send me some money. Send, I tell people that all the time. <laughs> right? Send Tom some money. I mean, if you don't care about money, we'll take it. I promise. So, yeah, well, yeah, well, people don't get is that when you're not gaming, AMD, I could just say technology, but I guess we're talking about graphics cards, does pretty much everything. Well, it actually does gaming very well when you program it effectively, which is why it's in all consoles. Also, well, I'll say this too. I had someone send me some information, which I haven't done anything with, but he suggested that one of the main reasons Google went with AMD is that they did a blind study test in-house and they found that people could tell the color quality was worse with NVIDIA. And in fact, most quality was worse. That NVIDIA is clearly cutting corners on every little thing on screen. And that that was half of the reason, actually, that Google went with AMD for Stadia. It also makes sense why they really hammered home that new feature that cleans up images and doesn't degrade performance. Yeah, you're right. I bet you that wasn't for us because most people out there don't care. But for businesses, like you just said, if Google's customers can tell the difference and AMD can make their stuff look even better, it just puts NVIDIA at an even bigger disadvantage. So, yeah, that might be a big reason right there. And, And that's what's so funny, and I've seen a million people talk about and I talk about, is that... I I know that gamers just look at the frame rate. The one thing I'll thank NVIDIA for is frame pacing, which they only brought it up when they had an advantage, to be fair. But, you know, they're a company, so I don't blame them. That was a good thing they did during the Kepler era. 
That's about all I can give them, though. Everything else has been degrading image quality so they can have that frame rate 10% stronger. I mean, I think HDR has been hilarious to watch happen in real time because the second HDR came out, there is like an up to 30% performance drop on Pascal cards when you use HDR. And that's because you can't enable HDR and use all their hat tricks. And where's HDR with PCs? Nowhere. No, God of War looks great, though on my playstation (laughs) right exactly it's so dumb yeah well i mean if you really think about it what's the reason behind that well nvidia owns one market and you know if they don't want something going on it's not gonna happen yeah it's going to be infuriating to watch the next gen launch where you have xbox and playstation which frankly their hardware sounds almost exactly the same at this point Right. It, Microsoft will have at least one teraflop higher. They'll overclock. They'll do whatever it takes to be just that little bit. But it's basically going to be the same. They're going to there's a chance they might both do ray tra- tracing HDR. In fact, I suspect at least the PlayStation and probably the Xbox have a ray tracing ASIC, which is really the best way to do ray tracing built into it. That's not on PC. And so, yeah, that's just going to do ray tracing. It's going to be HDR. It's going to be $500. Right. (laughs) And it's going to have a backup ARM processor to stream for you that you can't that. I mean, well, I'm sorry. You can do it if you're not one of those pores and have a have a Ryzen 7, (laughs) which we should get into that later. What what (laughs) about all the scrubs using Ryzen 5s and below? They don't even mention the below the Ryzen 5s. Let's we don't talk about that yeah we don't talk it was like he was <laughs> about to announce you should give a dollar a day for ryzen 5 owners <laughs> like all you people out there who throw away your money give it to ryzen 5 owners yeah like uh, i don't know how i'll edit this for like the podcast but <laughs> we're talking about the amd press conference where like he acted sad when he talked about ryzen 5 and it's well uh, my favorite part was he comes out and he's like I'm buying the 12 core. Yeah. That's how he started off the conversation. I'm buying the 12 core. But for everybody else out there, which <laughs> I guess uh, if you've given up on life. <laughs> right. I'm just like, dude, this is going to be your best selling product by far. And it's a cut down chip. So they're cheap as hell to make. Oh, yeah. And you're going to sell cheap. 10 of these for every eight core and probably 100 of these for every 12 core and 16 core that you sell. No, no, no. They want to upsell you. Well, they're trying. And I mean, a lot of people will buy it. I think the 12 core is probably DOA. Um, most people are probably going to wait for the CPU to a lot yeah, of these people. And that's what's so sad is I might get the 16 core. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. But if. Right. I have uses for it besides gaming. But I mean, it, that will be fun for gaming. <laughs> right. It doesn't hurt to have it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Two, I would just throw into this here. Don't be afraid to get Zen Plus if the prices drop enough, guys. You don't need to get Zen 2. I had my brother ask me and other people, is it okay if I get this? And I'm like, so the R5 1600's $80 at Micro Center right now or something? Right. Yeah, yeah, you're not. If if all you care about is price performance, there's no world where that's going to get better. No. And the 2700, if that drops to 120, 130, which it might. Get. Shit, even even at two hundred. I mean, if you compare the twenty seven hundred X to the thirty six hundred, thirty six hundred sure. will game better, and the eight core will be better for everything else. So it just depends on your situation. 
but it let's say it comes in or goes down to like 180 so now it's 10 percent cheaper that's actually really compelling if you really think about it plus it has a better cooler yeah and i think that's on purpose i think amd realized they're skull crushing and intel and you know we need to get rid of our stock so let's just oh, yeah. have this lineup where everything's five dollars apart in price below 200 and we'll clear stock quickly yep but I do believe AMD is ready to drop prices, though. They're not going to be afraid to. I don't think they're going to do it on the drop of a hat or that they're going to do it a week after a product comes out, like the GTX 280 when the 4870 came out, which was hilarious. Not just on CPU. It's my opinion, and it's just, again, my opinion. My opinion is AMD is trying to lure NVIDIA into a price war. I mean, that could be a part of it. I mean, I thought about that. Almost troll them a little bit um, and be like 549. But what would have been smarter is is that they could have leaked 549 at uh, Computex, not even done the E3 event. Mm. Yeah, or that not would a next level sandbagging. <laughs> right, right. And just leaked, you know, or they had the Sapphire guy do it. So they could have yeah. just left well, well enough alone. Maybe they had him do it. I, I don't know. Um, cause four, four ninety nine or four forty nine is better than four ninety nine. So, Hey, better. Um, but anyway, they dropped $50 for the super launch. That's why they did it. Possibly. I mean, I don't think they want to compete head to head, not directly. I, I just don't think that they're dumb enough to realize that at the exact same price point that they're going to get it because they're going to alienate even their, their base. They have to have at least a little bit of value considering their NVIDIA is halfway through their life cycle. So if you take that $500 video card, its values cut, what do you think next generation? It'll be about half the price. So 25% of its value is already gone. So you well, can't, can't compete uh, with that. I, I should jump in and say, so I, so in my video from Sunday, I do a parts list and I basically go through how much I think it costs them to make the Navi cards. And I think, yeah, the, I saw that one. Okay, good. Yeah. So I think it costs them three forty before they give it to resellers. I doubt it. Uh, I, it's probably less, and that's my most conservative. There's worst no way case in scenario. Hell. Yeah, and I yeah. even say, and if you remember, I say it's probably under three hundred to make these cards. Here, I can just just going off of I've done these numbers so many times that I can kind of guesstimate. Oh, and for those who don't know while he's doing this, the 1660 Ti is probably a hundred bucks to make. <laughs> uh, the, if that. Yeah, if it's, that. it's hilarious. Well, the 1660 Ti is the 1050 Ti replacement. Yeah. Um, so they could have easily priced it at 150 and, and been just fine. Um, so yeah, so Navi, these new Navi cards without the AIB partners and retailers getting their cut from yeah. AMD going to the AIBs should cost no more than $150. Yeah. If they really wanted to get down to it and, and, and there's always other stuff too, and I'll give some benefit of the doubt, but like, yeah. And so that, let's be clear. When I said the most conservative estimate, I mean, like by a factor of at least two. I mean, I assume triple the wafer cost, which is from a year ago where I got that number. Right. I yeah. only used exact numbers because I wanted this to be quantifiably. There's no way. So the, And then I right. added 45% and I called it, if you saw the Lisa, the Lisa Sue tax or whatever. Yeah. 
And that was uh, and it was three forty. Even if you had ten percent, you're basically arguing uh, it's. So they have so much room to drop prices on these graphics sure. cards. I really do think that they want Nvidia to get cocky, and then just drop it that little bit more than them and wait. Well, Nvidia's perfect move here is to do nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. No super. Nothing. So Absolutely from a, from a scientific perspective, that's what I would hope happens so we can do a case study on what happens if you do <laughs> this. This. Th- this would be the perfect move from NVIDIA. I mean, it sucks. And in my video, I was like, I hope NVIDIA actually drops prices because somebody fucking has to. But um, they don't have to. They're charging... AMD's 10% less on the 5700 XT. That's not enough. Yeah, if That's, they did that, nothing, it'd be pretty hilarious. I never thought I mean, about it, that. It doesn't affect their sales. And NVIDIA's still going to sell the 2070, outsell the shit out of it, and charge 10% more. And then the 2060, I did the math on, is literally the same value as the 5700 minus the 2 gigabytes of RAM. So you get the extra RAM, but the cost to performance is identical between that's the 5700. What the, that's the math AMD did. <laughs> right. So it's the exact same thing. You do get the extra RAM. So it's an 8 yeah. gigabyte RTX 2060, and you're paying the exact same amount of money. So for NVIDIA to lower prices, is a re- they don't have to. The only reason why they would is because they wanted to. Which, when does NVIDIA want to charge less? And so you didn't watch the video, but the advice, the, my recent pricing video, the advi- I gave advice to each company. The okay. advice I gave to NVIDIA is this refresh wouldn't be enough to do anything. If you do a refresh, you're, lo- you're following into AMD's trap where they will wait a month after the refresh, drop prices by 50 bucks and bundle Borderlands 3. That's what's coming. And they want that. They like, so... For example, I, they want the 2070, which goes for 480. I imagine NVIDIA, if they were being conservative but wanted to drop prices, would go to 430, and then they would drop the 2070 Super at 500 or 550 and say, oh, right. that's enough. And then AMD would go, we're making a ton of profit on this. We don't even care. And they could just write probably in September, like right around back to school, they could just drop the price to $400 for the 5700 XT, say it's in response to NVIDIA and bundle Borderlands 3, and then the ball will be in NVIDIA's court. Are they really going to drop prices again? No. And like I said, they wouldn't have to. Um, AMD needs to be at least a minimum of 20% away from NVIDIA with comparable performance. They, if they go too cheap, they look like they're in a lower tier, and that doesn't work, and I've shown that. However, you like, uh, but why 57, not? Because it doesn't sell. It's been proven time after time after time. RX 570 versus 1050 Ti. That's all you really need to look up. You have much lower price, much higher performance. Nobody bought it because it doesn't even look like it's in the same league. It's a $120 video card versus a $160 video card. Which one's better? If you don't pay attention to this, the $160 video card is better. But NVIDIA doesn't have to follow them down the rabbit hole. I guess the argument I'm trying to make, though, is that AMD is willing to go to a 20% markup if they have to. But sure. the second NVIDIA gets to a 30% markup even, their revenue's cut in half. All, all of their revenue comes from gaming. NVIDIA cannot get in a price war or their share price will crumble. 
Well, they won't. They'll just do what Intel does, and that's just ignore AMD. Now, Intel can can no longer ignore AMD. No. Um, <laughs> AMD owns that market. Um, AMD is nowhere to be seen. I mean, this is one card, or two cards, I guess you can say. It's competing at one price point, essentially, the $400-ish price point. And NVIDIA has an entire product stack. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is they can be up to 20% more expensive for identical performance. They can be 20% more expensive for worse performance, and they will still not even see a drop in their sales. I'm not sure this time. Why? <laughs> because I think AMD's mindshare is higher due to Ryzen. I think literally, if you, and I did this in my multiple videos, if you chart Radeon market share by AMD processor releases, it's literally directly correlated. And well... So, and I literally think it all comes down to Mindshare. And it's like you've talked about. If there's a $150 card I want, and I'm an NVIDIA fan, which is most people, I will just buy the 1050 Ti. I don't even look at the competition. But now there's more people that see AMD as premium. And they will buy Navi because of that. That's the argument I'm making. We're going to see if I'm right. I was going to say, I mean, that's but, unquantifiable, unfortunately. No, nope, I mean, I'm making a bold prediction, and I've said it in multiple videos. And that's why I actually hope NVIDIA does nothing so we can have a case study scientifically, is what would you say if that if, happened? If AMD starts outperforming their typical amount. We're at well, higher prices when NVIDIA doesn't okay. even respond. So, so, so let's, let's go under this hypothetical. That starts happening. Uh, they're actually taking away market share from from NVIDIA. They're seeing lower sales on their RTX 2070s and RTX 2060s. All righty. If this magical thing happens, which mm -hmm. didn't with the Radeon 7, but I, anyway. I acknowledge it's never happened before. Well, Radeon 7 actually sold out for a couple of months, but I, I have no idea how well it I sold have, overall. I highly doubt it affected the RTX 2080 sales. Oh, but, no, I don't. I wouldn't suggest that, no. Right. But anyways, so in this world that this happens, then yeah, then NVIDIA will get a little bit more creative. Then they might launch the supers and, and go that route. What that is, I don't know. It could be anything. Personally, I think that it might just be the same things with higher memory, but actually better RT cores if they plan on doubling down and actually redesign the chips. I think that might be possible. Or enabling all the RT cores, but still cutting off CUDA cores to segment them. That might be a way that they could do it. But anyway, um, yeah, they'll release something, cut the price of their current stuff, because NVIDIA doesn't just cut their prices. They replace stuff and then discard the old stuff. That when you see prices go down on Nvidia, yeah. they're getting rid of it. They're they're not cutting prices just because. And then yeah, then AMD could respond in lower prices, and then it just comes down to price to performance and and that kind of stuff to a degree. Okay, you so you're sure it won't. If it did, you'd probably do a bunch of videos talking about how this is the proof that it was always mindshare or something. But let's say that AMD doesn't lose market share. Would that also prove, though, that it really didn't matter the whole time, that they should have just been charging more the whole time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what yeah. that, what Which that is likely to be the outcome. <laughs> right, which I, I agree. I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to prove that the PC enthusiasts today, they're so tribalistic with their brands that it doesn't matter how expensive they are. They stick with their brands. And that's the way it goes. You don't see a lot of cross-pollination. Everybody's kind of set in their ways now. I know. <laughs> and, uh, like, I don't care. I'll buy whatever as long as it makes sense. Price to performance is everything. NVIDIA did some shitty stuff, and I called them out on it, and everybody else did. 
But you know what? If they have the better product at a way better price, I'm going to buy the NVIDIA product. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, I guess I guess the last thing I was going to say on that is I just kind of hope NVIDIA does nothing. AMD keeps these prices. AMD gains market share so that I can have this anger fantasy where I go outside and break something and go, God damn it. It didn't even matter that AMD was trying. It was literally just CPUs. Well, it was either CPUs or it could be prices. Um, in my video, uh, pretending it, it's high end. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going for the premium appeal. That's why I put the Apple on the, uh, the 5,700 in the, my thumbnail. Who buys AMD. <laughs> right, right. Well, hey, they exactly. Apple buys AMD products, and I was like, this is perfect, and I'm glad you caught that. But uh, yeah, they're going for that premium product. But what happens is when you only have two people in the market, and they're both premium, I mean, you can Which see my it advice now. to Intel, by the way, in that video was, Intel, this is your chance. <laughs> it really is. This is the one way to win back some mindshare. I think uh, Intel's screwed on GPUs, though. Uh, I mean... I, I don't under or overestimate them, but I think they could at least do price performance if they want. Anyone can do that if they want to. I think Intel's biggest problem is their manufacturing process. They have to get that sorted. I think that they could build a very competent GPU, but they're not going to be able to compete with a 14 nanometer plus, 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 plus GPU, which is <laughs> what they're expecting to release next year. It's not going to be 10 nanometer yeah, it because is. it won't. I know. Oh, no, it's not going to be 10. <laughs> yeah, it won't clock high enough. So it's got to be 14 nanometers. Meanwhile, NVIDIA is going to be on 7 nanometers. AMD will be on 7 nanometer EUV or 7 nanometer plus by that point. Or 6 nanometer, possibly. Right. S 6 nanometer. I don't, it's, you know. <laughs> to, to me, it's, it's all the it's same. It's basically plus plus, but. Exactly. It's it's all 7 nanometer plus till we hit 5 nanometer. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter what else is in between. But yeah, exactly. They'll both be nodes ahead of intel so it would be hot it'd be loud but it could be cheap so yeah i mean that could work but then they'd be the new amd and now amd is a premium product and then they're going to solidify themselves as a premium yeah, they product you're i guess that's right they would solidify themselves as the budget brand i mean be hilarious to watch in my lifetime <laughs> happen but well, they're, uh they're going budget brand on cpus so that's crazy. one th argument i made before though is and it might not be for a while, but I can totally foresee a future where you have multiple companies price fixing because we're going to hit a wall at three nanometer or, or two, right? And that's going to be where we stop. And you're going to get to the situation where you have the major players, TSMC, Intel, Samsung, and Global Foundries just all stuck. And then they might just start all raising prices at the same time for their plus, 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 plus node. And if that happens, I said, just wait. Eventually, there will be a startup who enters the space. And I know how insane that sounds in something so complex, but someone will get a 28 nanometer foundry, and it'll be stupid. It'll be something that uses triple the energy for 95% the performance of the 50 Ti. But guess what? They'll charge $100 for it. And if AMD and NVIDIA are charging $300... Right. Yeah, personally, a Vega 56 for $200 secondhand, that's probably the way most people... Um, that we're waiting for Navi and it's not happy with this. That's the way you should go. Which um, Andy will be happy with. I either do that or I was actually going to suggest go with a GTX 1070 or whatever. Whatever's around 200 bucks that'll get you 1440p gaming. 1070 Ti's for pretty cheap. I mean, honestly, you're not going to do better. Well, you're not going to do better than a used 588 gigabyte for $80. <laughs>
No, no. Yeah, I mean, if you want best value, it's either a 580 or 570 or 470. One of those. Or maybe a used 1070 Ti, which I don't know what they're at now, but I think they're below 200. Uh, they were 300 last time I checked, but that was a few months ago. Yeah. I know that the 1070s were about 200. The Vegas were about 200. The Vega 56, I think, was the best bang for the buck. And uh, that's going to age it. Everyone's worried, will that age well? It's like, yeah. It has the same amount of TMUs, same amount of ROPs. It is. Um, the geometry engines and stuff I'd be a little concerned about, but I don't think that's going to make that big of a difference, not in the near term. By the time you need that's an upgrade. That's something for Ryzen 5 people to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> AMD's official response to that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you Ryzen 5 people. AMD's going to try going head-to-head, and I'm very, very fascinated to see what happens to sales numbers this time. Not just if you own the stock or not. It's just I really want to know because they're, they're trying it. They're saying not RTX. What was it? Fidelity? Like and I like I did right. like that jab actually quite a bit. They're like, by the way, <laughs> our processing doesn't lower your quality; it increases it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. And they were absolutely correct to shit all over DLSS because that thing is just trash. Yeah, it's downsampling with a sharpening filter. It's it's adding more blur. I mean, there's just no sense for that. Yeah. Yeah. Games are blurry enough as they are. So. I mean, I I think it was right for them to show that, and I keep and I they're going to harp on this. I we'll see. I think the launch, you're gonna finally see AMD's marketing department have a brain, and I and I mean a brain. Like the marketing around all of their launches has been. I mean, I remember the 290X. It was like clearly better, and the marketing was zilch, and they didn't talk about any of its features. Like it had better surround sound and crossfire and all of these other and crossfire actually worked really well in the 200 series like all of those things and it was just not even talked about i do think all of the samples they give to websites now are going to be like you will talk about fidelity fx you will talk about um our new latency you will test latency in this review if you want that's that is really the best the best gimmick ever i mean most people it's it's irrelevant but you gotta love those arguments i need 500 frames per second because i'm a serious well i don't want to get into that i agree i I don't want to get into 500 frames per second people i think the latency matters though or at least i like this argument where people go and i see this i've had people ask me i'm an esports gamer so i buy nvidia because it's faster and i'm like well amd is lower latency and that's all that should matter than you because you're running it at low settings anyways aren't you Right, and that's that. That's exactly. It's perfect. It is like this is that's actually really, really good marketing by AMD because it just ends that conversation. It's like, oh, I'm an esports gamer. Oh, you got AMD, right? I mean, that's literally what yeah. they did with that. Which I think they've never talked about until now. And and the funny thing is, I did notice it actually when they did that relive update, the latency reduction. I mean, at least I noticed it. And I'm someone who, in my build, I have like. 4,000 megahertz RAM from 2016 and overclocked cache in the communication protocol on the motherboard. So it's actually communicating to the PCI lanes faster. I, no- I, I I notice it. So I like that. And when they 
cut latency down by like 20% with the relive update. I was like, I, I could notice it. It was noticeable. And that's infuriating to me to watch people with NVIDIA cards go, well, it's for esports. And I'm like, well, then you're losing. Right. But now they're putting like a name on it. They're making, bringing Finally, it to the yes. forefront. It's, it's good. It's good marketing. I'll give it to them. Um, I, I've been very critical of AMD's marketing or a lack thereof for a really long time. But yeah, they're making smart moves, both on Ryzen and these new cards. I even said these prices, like I said, I don't agree with them. And I think it's terrible for the entire market, but it's good for AMD. Oh, yeah. And I'm a shareholder and everyone knows that. <laughs> right. And, but at the I same mean, time, people ask me and I say, no, get a used card. Like, I'm not biased, though. Like, I tell people, get a used 1070 Ti or 580. Like, I'm not going to tell you to get it. Right. Yeah, there are better options if you're looking for the best bang for the buck, of course. The, which one thing I'll say, which you, I mean, I know you've watched that one with my AMD milking. AMD needs a chance to milk. I made that argument. And I think, uh, well, I think Adored recently did a video where he touched on it a lot too, where it's just basically AMD try. Oh, you did too. <laughs> where AMD taught like with the, uh, yeah, that was definitely you for this part of it. The 5870 was an unheard of value. It was, it was, it, when you outlined it, it's honestly comical. They, I, they fucking killed themselves on that one. They should have charged at least $200 more for that. Yeah. Which they did with the 7970. And they were just like, they didn't gain, well, I mean, like, yeah, they didn't gain any market share. They kept the same market share as the 4000 series. And they had a card. Yeah, as you outlined, 50%, well, uh, I don't know, 30%, 40% stronger, using half the energy for less money. Like, imagine a world where NVIDIA would even do that. It's laughable. <laughs> imagine a world if that would happen from anybody anymore. I mean, yeah, that's, I don't that's think, where yeah. we're at. It's, that, that's done and over with. And a lot of people use that as like an example of, you know, what things used to be like. That didn't happen that often. I mean, we had... We had the 4870, we had the 5870, and then that was that was pretty much it, where it was, like, really that strong. Most of the time, AMD, or ATI and NVIDIA were actually neck and neck. ATI beat NVIDIA a lot more than NVIDIA beat uh, ATI, though. And then AMD got in the mix, and then they were neck and neck pretty much till Maxwell. Nothing really changed performance-wise and price-wise. They were neck and neck up until Maxwell. And then ever since then, it's it's been game over. I think it's because people have gotten into their camps. A lot of it has to do with YouTube and TechTube channels. A lot well, of people... video is brilliant to send all these samples in the background of most TechTubers is this giant PC with a Titan in it or something. Right, or an entire wall of NVIDIA graphics yeah, cards, and then you then you have like one AMD graphics card in there or something. Yeah, so th they basically bought the all the free marketing money could buy. And for them, it cost nothing because those GPUs that, yeah. hey, they gave me a $1,000 video card. And video's like, dude, that's like 150 bucks. Yeah, I know. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> you can have one of those. It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, they, they did a really good job. Now, when Adored started really catching steam, that's about when I started. And we've really started, started kicking the hornet's nest. And waking people up. And then things like GPP happened. That started waking people up. And, you know, it's <laughs> I like... I thought that was going to happen, too. I'm surprised it died. That's some hope, I guess, for the future. Well, it's it really goes to show how much power YouTube really has. I mean, this started with Kyle Bennett on Hard OCP, which is old school print. He now works for Intel now, I think. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. 
Good for him. Retire on Intel's money, yeah. buddy. You freaking earned it. I mean, it's fine. Um, but yeah, he broke that story. It was old school, but it was really YouTube that picked it up. And I think you've probably noticed I'm usually an optimist. Often an optimist, not because I'm not a realist. I am a, I call myself a realistic optimist. All of my videos, like again, I ended my E3 coverage by saying, don't buy the 5700X. And I think a lot of people just rage quit halfway through my video. The point is I'm trying to explain why this is happening and hopefully why it makes sense. And I always try yeah. to make things sound good, which is what I would say, right? If someone sent me a graphics card to reveal, I'll promise two things. I'm not lying about what I think about it. And number two, I promise to put something in the best light. This is the best piece of shit I yeah. have ever used. I'll find a reason this is good. <laughs> It matches my T-shirt better than any of the graphics cards. Yeah, better yeah. than yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely more of a realist, uh, especially been doing this as long as I have and dealing with all the stupid people and and all this stuff. You tend to get a little bit more jaded. Like I'm sure Adored's gonna come out with a video and be like, "Oh fuck." And then here we go, people. And then he's gonna have to go through and re-explain himself like for the 800th time. All right. Again. Yeah, I think that's it, man. <laughs> Any last thoughts at all? I mean, obviously, plug your channel. I don't really got anything else. I'm just... Here we go. Okay. So, I mean, for me, honestly, my, my biggest takeaway is I'm just getting a little bit uh, tired of the whole situation. Like I said, it, you definitely see everybody digging into their camps. They will defend it like it's their country, which is ridiculous. And Yeah, they don't usually like sports, so this is their sports. Exactly. This has become their sport. This has become their thing to rally behind. And no matter what happens, they're, they're just going for it and they're going to stick to it. And honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of it myself personally. I don't really find the joy in bringing real information to people, actual critical thinking. And then everybody just go, well, my flag's planted here. You said something wrong about X company. So you're evil or whatever. And to me, it's just getting really, really hard not to let that kind of wear on me because um, I'll bring up logical thinking man's discussions and people will just ignore that entirely. And uh, it's really sad. I, I'm not happy with the enthusiast market where it is today. Back in 2004, 2005, Anontech days on the Anontech forums where people were critical thinkers Everybody had an opinion. Nobody cared about anybody else's opinion, but everybody had one, and they pretty much ignored each other on that. If there was a real debate, people would talk about it. They would use facts. They would use numbers. The words I think and I feel were never mentioned because it was either this is what it is or, you know, concession was, you know, you might be right, but I still prefer this. And that's fine. Everybody's allowed to have their opinions. Once again, nobody else cares. And honestly, those days are sorely missed. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why uh, I talk the way that I do and I look at things the way that I do is because I remember those days. I was there. I mean, that's when I grew up with the, the PC gaming stuff was in the late 90s, early 2000s. And all that stuff was, you know, you, everybody had their companies that they preferred, but they didn't defend them like their sports teams or countries or whatever. Like people didn't dig in so deep. People could be have a rational discussion and move on. But I guess you can say the same thing about most things nowadays. Uh, the, the world's just getting more and more entrenched in everybody's personal opinions and feelings on things. 
and logic is just walking out the door. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's, that's my big takeaway is I'm seeing more and more of this, especially now with AMD going down the same road with higher prices, not delivering better performance per dollar in any meaningful way, which is what we were really hoping for with Navi. And everybody's now defending that who was waiting for Navi. And it's just like, you guys are doing the same thing that NVIDIA people did with RTX. These people planting their flags, what's happening is they have a team, they have busy lives, they don't want to think, and I get it. They buy a product, and I've done this, I, so I know where they're coming from. And that it's after you buy the product that you say, right, it's usually right before you go to bed and you go, that was a good decision, right? You just Google a bunch of good things about it. And then you go, ah, yeah, that's why I bought that product. <laughs> but you need to do that research before you buy it and at least be honest that you did the research after and you're becoming a fanboy. And I think there is a backlash going on where people are figuring it out it certainly has been a dark five years though uh yeah um one can only hope i hope <laughs> i hope i can be an optimist because i think i'm seeing people start to question things more at least you're seeing some of these tech websites all websites all news websites including tech fall apart because they are so obviously stupid to anyone who does five minutes of research right yeah i mean i can definitely agree with that as far as like the tech media and everything and people are starting to come around to a degree but i mean how many of those people that we were like yes you're finally starting to open up and and be interested in another product other than intel or nvidia uh because amd has more competitive products or better price products or whatever and now they're planting their flag just right down in the amd stack and then you're yep. just like it's not what i meant that's not what i was trying to do here um get your flag burn burn your personal flag don't have a flag in this race <laughs> just do whatever's best for you, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, some people get it and you definitely do see those nuggets of like, oh yeah, you really helped me out. You saved me money. That's my biggest thing. So whenever somebody's like, you know, I was going to buy this, you know, RTX 2080 and then you're like, it's fucking dumb. You know, why don't you just buy an RTX 2060 and save a crap ton of money and get almost the same performance and you save me a ton of money. That to me is the best. Just admit that you got it because you wanted to blow money. We live in the best time to live as humans. Right. This is awesome. So I get you all have disposable income. That's fine. But just say that's why you bought it. And stop wasting our time with the bullshit. Tom, you're forgetting about all those Ryzen 5 people. They don't have the disposable incomes. No, but if they save up just enough, they can afford a 3900X and become real boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, All right. I enjoyed this talk. It's going to be a long edit for sure. But uh, yeah, and I'll plug your video after this in whatever I upload or your channel. Uh, it sounds good, man. Uh, yeah, like just, you know what to do. Yeah, it's going to be man. a while. I expect Friday. <laughs> That's fine, man. I'm I'm going to be asleep for most of the week. So I'm, I'm more out from all this mm -hmm. E3 stuff. All right. Well, uh, I'll plug you later, uh, I guess. Yeah. Good night, get some rest, I definitely need it. What a great conversation, right? I, of all the tech tubers I talk to, Chris is definitely one of my favorite people to speak with, and I, I'm glad we continue to as time goes on. One thing I have to add is, 
what you couldn't see, and I could because it was over Skype, was he really did care at the end there. There was a real sense in his face of like, I know that this is turning around sometimes and in some ways, but if we if we don't turn this around right about now, this entire space is just going to be a shit show. And it's so depressing to watch when this was just a space where people who liked technology debated things like a, a release from all of the shit throwing and politics and you know and, and if we can't have people stop becoming partisan and fanboys here then it's just going to destroy everything i mean can we just get over this loyalty we have to companies and brands and political parties that don't care about you and I can certainly relate to that. I remember becoming jaded in the Tom's Hardware forums in 2012 for a while. I mean, there, specifically, I remember this one example where I was giving advice to someone who said, I want to spend $150 on a graphics card. Remember, this is 2012. So he's, he said, 650 Ti looks perfect. And I said, if you spend 20 more dollars, you can get a 7850. And I'm telling you, this thing is like 30, 40% stronger and it actually doesn't even really use that much more energy. Uh, get that. And he goes, well, no, I want to spend 150 Why don't you guys understand about my budget? And then I said, okay, um, well, if $20 matters to you and I get it, save $30 and get the 7770 It actually uses a little less energy. And it's like 90% of the performance. There's some games where it's the same. Like, if, if that matters, the price performance king down here is the 7770, and he'll save you energy, too. And he goes, no, I don't want to save $20. I said my budget's 150 And I said, well, okay, so do you care about $20 or not? And he goes, well, I want to buy NVIDIA because they're better. And you just go, so why did I spend 20 minutes talking to you? Why did I spend 20 minutes showing you the data? If you're... Then you know better than me. Go buy whatever the hell you want. And that's kind of always been my opinion after that, too, is I just love the data. I love the research. I love finding the people like Chris and like many of the people in my Discord and on YouTube and even WCCF. There are people out there that still care. You just have to look a little harder sometimes. And I think these channels we're making are funneling the right people to talk to each other. But I get it. It is dismaying. And... I, I see the loyalty problem coming. I know exactly what Chris is talking about when he says, no, the point isn't that you you know, plant the AMD flag or something. No more flags. And, I, and I've seen this a lot in the recent, some people, most people actually uh, liked my recent Navi videos. Some of them were actually some of my highest rated ones. But there are, of course, some people who think I'm defending AMD, and it's just hilarious. I ended the video by saying, don't buy the 5700 XT. I think prices are going to come down because people aren't going to buy these. And people go, well, yeah, but you said it makes sense what AMD is doing. Well, yeah, I'm explaining why they're thinking the way they're thinking. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's like, well, you should have been harsher on them. AMD did something shitty. They did something bad. They were bad. This is a discussion I had with someone in my Discord. And it's like, no, they're not bad. And they were never good. That's the point. Remove the emotion from these decisions. I said buying RTX, buying Turing 
was stupid. They were overpriced. And now I'm saying the 5700 XT is overpriced. But I also was willing to say why both of them were trying these things they're trying. That's what fair means. Fair is not raging at one company, then raging at the other one to have some kind of ridiculous idea that you're fair and balanced. Just don't rage. The second we remove our emotion from these decisions and stop thinking these companies care about us, that's when things will get better. You didn't buy a Vega 56, for instance, because you're a good person. And I've literally seen people say that. I supported AMD and got the Vega 56, so how can they do this to me? Now, you bought the Vega 56 because it's better than the 1070. You bought the Vega 56 because it could use FreeSync. You bought the Vega 56 because it can do HDR and better audio. That's why you bought it. You're not a good person for buying this fucking graphics card. You're just the same asshole who bought a 1070, except you made the right choice. But that doesn't make you a good person. That's it. Nobody... Should have freaked out about Navi's price because AMD was never your friend. And sure, NVIDIA was more greedy and probably always will be. I don't want to, and they pretend that's not true. But AMD is a business. And feelings, when it comes to money, are the enemy of facts. Feelings are the enemy of facts. And what scares me is you can already see the shifting winds of fanboyism. Chris, if you listen to the podcast this far, you can see it, can't you? You can see people rooting for a new sports team. That future underdog intel. I've literally seen at least five people in comments on my videos and others say, at this point, I'm rooting for intel. This is just a continuation of the fanboyism. No, don't root for any of them. Root for all of them to make good products and then give everyone the correct information. And then after you give everyone the right information, just stop talking or this cycle of outrageous emotions fueling stupidity won't end. These horrible purchasing decisions on both sides are dragging everyone down. Getting mad at AMD isn't part of the solution. Getting mad at NVIDIA isn't part of the solution. Getting mad at Intel isn't part of the solution. The solution is to stop letting your emotions cloud your judgment and stop other people from doing the same. When we all stop saying things like NVIDIA is greedy or AMD betrayed us, That's how I will know the community is back to having a brain. I will know we're back to the glory days of 2004's Anantech forums when I see people's opinions just stop at saying this. The 5700 XT isn't very good value for these reasons, and you shouldn't buy it until it reaches $340. And then just stop talking. That is when we will finally stop adding fuel to this fanboy fire. Broken Silicon, a PC hardware and gaming podcast, is brought to you by me, Tom, of Moore's Laws Dead, and also co-hosted by my brother, 
Dan. Please visit Moore's Laws Dead at YouTube to see much more in-depth analysis of AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA products and rumors. Also, if you love this podcast, please subscribe and consider giving me a review on your distributor of choice. It really does help. And if you really like this and my other content, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Moore's Laws Dead. Unlocked or higher supporters get to submit questions and have in-depth discussions with me after videos and podcasts. Plus, there are a lot of intelligent people on the included Discord channel that are having some pretty enlightening hardware discussions right now. I bet they wish you could join them. In fact, I will now give thanks to my NetBurst or higher supporters immediately because I could not afford to dedicate the time or resources necessary to providing this content you like without these supporters. And so, without further ado, well, actually, let me say this. This is not a stitched together edit of every name that I have recorded recently. Every week, I say the same thank yous to all the names on my list again, because I want to remember all the people making this possible. June 14th, 2019. The following supporters are at the net burst 10 gigahertz level or higher. Bootman, Hunter Drake, Jeffrey Solanke, Ben Grossen, Dean, Ruckus, Justin Yunt, Orion Wolf, Thomas Rupp, Tomas Paraj, Jesse Blanton, Will L., Jordan Betcher, Mohamed Al-Khwari, Victor Janik, Prime Tech, who has his own channel, by the way, Matthew Brabacher, and of course, Chris at The Good Old Gamer. Thanks for joining me, buddy. I hope we can talk more in the future. You can find Chris on YouTube at The Good Old Gamer. He's been great for a long time. Peace.